0: Hello and welcome to the Driving Wall Show here on Tuesday evening at 8pm and we come to you at 8pm every single Tuesday evening, um, even, once, even during Christmas and New Year, we even do a recorded show that goes out for you guys. So look, we are here, it's 52 weeks a year for you, um, bringing, talking about all the hot topics in rugby, obviously with a New Zealand slant. Joining me to go through um, some of that stuff, I've got to ask
2: you it. Hey, doing, so yeah, not bad, not bad. I'm just doing some invoicing while we're waiting to come on here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gotta not, use
0: your time wisely. <laughs> not for New Zealand Sport Radio, unfortunately. He's no, not, no, he's, he's not the he's not the accounting admin for the for the company, <laughs> uh, for the for the organisation.
2: Um, but if somebody would like us to send an invoice to them, I'm happy to create one and send it out to them so that we have some funds. Well, yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on that note, I am going to actually have to create a a, a an invoice for somebody because I'm going to help them do a help them do a promotional video. So there you go. Nice. Um, Where well, I get to hope well, I'll probably be using one of these. How are you doing, sir? The new gear. <laughs> <laughs> the new gear. Yes. Also joining us, um,
3: we have uh, Mr. Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you, Paul. Always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM
0: uh great to have you here sir and um so yes so first up actually before we go any further thank you very much to supporters of new zealand sport radio they've let me through their through their support i've been able to have the funds to buy this extra new kit um even if i do have to buy a couple of new more cables and um, to make it all work um and also as my iphone was giving out and the camera kept freezing during interviews which is not very clever they've also let me get one, one of these. I throw you things as well. So thank you very much to supporters. Say so it does mean the absolute world to me. Uh, and you do keep us going, because without you, the tech that we use for this just would not be possible. So thank you. Um, thank you everyone who's in the live chat. Hey, Nocturnal Rights, how are you doing there, sir? And good evening, Simon, um, as well. Everyone else in the live chat, there's no way, let us say hello, and also where you're from as well. It'd be interesting to see where around the country we have people. So some of the topics this evening, fellas, um, is uh, Arshvin wanted to have a chat about uh, the dominance of the Crusaders and whether that's good or bad for the sport. Um He also wanted to talk about Silver Lake. I'm not quite sure what. We've covered that a couple the last couple of weeks, so I don't know what his unique take is going to be. Oh, no. I, 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 I just threw it out there, man. I just threw it out there. <laughs> just threw it out there. doing me. Um, obviously, we had a couple of golden points at the weekend, so we'll have a chat about that, and we'll also get the Chiefs' view from their stand-up um, from today, so we'll, we'll, we'll play you that. So that uh, section from their interviews um, and uh, perhaps also have a quick chat about um, the captain's challenge and a few other bits around the new laws new as laws, yeah. well. Um, but uh, before we get all in- into that, well, let's have a chat about the news, or let's go through some of the news items that's been going on first. Um, Arie Surveyor uh, apparently did his um, MCL uh, during the game, which is why he was hobbling around. And... Um, so uh, he's out for six to eight weeks, unfortunately. So everyone who was kind of like, "Wow, here's the slot him in quick. He could be the new Sam Kane." Yeah, maybe not. Maybe he'll be. <laughs> <laughs> um, how quickly we get round to, uh, to 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 test matches and whether he's back in time.
2: Um, so the fact that the fact that he was going to be out for six to eight weeks, he might have just battled on for another twenty minutes and helped them win the game. Well. <laughs>
0: My argument, that is, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> what other damage could he have done to himself? What risk was he putting himself into? We discussed that one on Sunday night, didn't we? Yeah, but then, but,
2: but then we can go into in depth detail here, and it's just like, well, he had a bad injury; he's going to be out for eight weeks. Just another couple on that. What was he going to come back for? NPC? Nah. <laughs> What's
0: another couple of that? Someone who won't be coming back for NPC is Tom Christie. He was out for a year, um, so he's gone. Um, we still don't know how long um, Joe Moody or uh, Jack Goodhue will be out for. But uh, since one of them was in a moon boot and the other one couldn't even walk. You got the um, right Goodhue. I did? You did? did he got a brother or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he got the right Goodhue. <laughs> um, so those two uh, so those two are out as yeah. well. Um, they're... Noxen Right says, "Is it me or uh, um, are players getting uh, bad injuries more often at the moment?" Boys, what do you think?
2: Oh, I don't think it's any any different to normal. Tell you the truth, I think um, if you go back the previous seasons, um, bad, bad bad injuries have uh, happened. I mean, the fact is, um, it's it's just the intensity in that in Super Rugby, uh, particularly in the da- local derbies, is just in- in- immense.
3: I also would add we're probably just getting a, a spate of high-profile injuries as well, and I think it's it's probably being highlighted a, a little bit more where if you think think back to the past, I can almost think at times where the Chiefs and, and the Blues uh, had really long injury lists at, at mm. the time, but definitely not the same sort of high-profile guys we yep. are seeing at the minute, and that's all it comes yep. down to. Hey, that's it, yep. rugby. It happens.
2: Yep. and I totally agree with Stephen there. It's just the fact is that you know it's the roll of the dice a little bit in terms of who gets injured with a with a, um and with is it in the past it's probably been lower profile players, and so we haven't really noticed as much. And we've just this week in particular, three all blacks.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And well, on top of Sam Kane, who was yeah. already out as well. So it's so uh, say yeah, you say lots of um, uh, high profile players uh, getting injured. Um, at the moment um also from the crusader side of things michael alatoa is will be leaving the crusaders at the end of the season he is off to leinster rugby so clearly he wants more trophies um <laughs> he'll definitely be picking up some pro 14 or pro 16 or whatever it's called um trophies but may also pick up some uh, european champions cups at the same time while he's over there um Bit of a shame, as some people said, uh, that um, he was the, exactly the kind of player that uh, Manu that um, uh, Manu Pacifica um, could have done with.
2: Uh, in, can't afford,
0: but um, well, is it can't kind afford, of or is it more that, or is it just that um, they haven't got that aren't organised enough and can't actually give someone a contract?
2: It's well, it's, if uh, he's get, if he's he's going to be on a pretty decent wicket at the Crusaders. Um, Oh. And so, effectively, the dollars are going to be equivalent in and around any team in Super Rugby, you know, in terms of what he's getting at the moment. Not going to compete with the Linzer.
3: Yeah, and, and let's not forget the, the their agents. Uh, they're out there sort of scouting the best deal that they can mm. find, and it's obviously a very, a very good deal. We know how much uh, that some of the Northern Hemisphere clubs pay, and I would imagine it's probably two or three times what he's what he's actually making with the Crusaders or a New Zealand Rugby Football Union yep. um, contract. So, and, and he's probably thinking, well, you know what, I've won. How long has he been with the Crusaders now? He's probably been part of this team. That's well, he picked up field? the three, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's picked up. He's picked up the three. is there. Is there any? Is there anything? Uh, is there anything else that he really needs to do apart yep. from? Has he? Has he been a part of the All Blacks as well? No. Well, no. Well, no, because he's a
0: Samoan international
3: someone international well there, well there you go um, yeah he, he listen he's probably just looked at the, he's probably just looked at the financial side of it and uh, you know good opportunity and the good thing about it he does get to represent uh, some more as well I'm and, saying, and look, the I, thing is that his
2: earning his earning potential in New Zealand will be capped because he's not able to be an all Black. yeah Absolutely,
0: I understand that but I'm, what I am saying is that um, he might have preferred to have stayed here on a slightly less, on a slightly lower, lower, lower um, salary, um, maybe. Uh, and he would be, he would be the perfect kind of signing for for Manoa um, Pacifica. No one <laughs> anyway, Pacifica. You're shaking your head. And he might not want to go to Ireland, Ireland might uh, look, they, They've got all sorts of COVID issues. Oh, look, I, I, anyway.
2: I think we 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 get a bit romantic on the whole notion that every island player or, you know, any links with Ireland, sorry, the islands, not Ireland, but the islands, um, you know, wants to go and play for a Pacific-based team. Nah, look, at the end of the day, the first and most imperative objective for them is to earn the dollars when they can. And then once they've earned the dollars and got themselves the proper big nest egg that they believe that they're going to require, then they may look at... um, The remote romanticizing of playing for a uh, um, Pacific Island side,
3: yeah, yeah. Case in case in point, um, Charles Pieto Malakai Fikitoa, um, Stephen Sita, uh, uh Tamarivalu. Um, yep. you know, these guys are all making noises that they'd like to represent their respective countries. It'd, it'd, it'd be great to see, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how that plays yep. out.
2: As I said, once they've feathered the nest, then they may look at it, but until they've feathered their nest. You're like, we've just, what's the first thing we talked about tonight's show? Injuries. You're going to risk playing for a lower salary on the risk that you could have a career-ending inju- career injury, and then those dollars are gone.
0: Actually, look, look at Michael, uh, Michael some, So Some players don't want to go overseas, but have no choice. Um the, the, I'm not saying every single player will want to stay here.
2: Uh, oh, no, no, be, no, Paul. Um, Paul, don't um, so get us yeah. wrong. I don't think it is wrong. The fact is that when, when the names that we've just mentioned, you Charles Piertau, Stephen Luatuas, um, Tamanevalu, Fekitoa. Um, none of those players want to go play in Europe, they'd rather play here. I, I think 99% of the players would rather play here. Why do they go over there? It's see, the dollars. See, guys, oh, I, yeah. I don't,
3: I was about to say, I don't even know if the next generation of Pacific Island players that are coming through who will get to represent uh, Mana Pacifica. At the end of the day, will still want to play super rugby moving forward because if the opportunities come to for the bigger money overseas, they're, they're going to go.
2: Yep,
0: I, there is, there is that. I mean, there is a possibility. I mean, some will, some will, I mean, you look at the big players like Matt Todd, I mean, he 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 didn't go for, for a long time, uh, only anyway, went at the very very end of his career. Um, so some, yeah.
2: players, will, some players won't. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, you have to. There's a different, different blood that goes through those um, born and bred um, players out of Christchurch. Um, You had, look, look, you know, we've talked about this before. You had a Tyler Bluddendale. You had a um, Tom Taylor um, and Colin. Slate. Colin Slate. Guys that would sit behind a DC at the Crusaders rather than go play for the, you know, I, people are going to laugh at the Blues because they didn't have Blues didn't have the first five. Tom Taylor could have made a massive case of playing for the All Blacks or more time in a black jersey if he'd come and play for the Blues. As old man said, you no way in hell that son of mine's playing for an Auckland team. Simple as that. <laughs> No, so no, there's no, no, a different no, no. there's a different culture around that absolutely 100%. Yeah, but it wasn't going to play wasn't going to play for a team full of jaffers um that might have got yeah. him might have got him an all blacks jersey or no, more no. of an all blacks jersey
3: guys yeah. it does it does throw out a couple of interesting questions in and around the crusaders we've always known that they've had a decent battery of props in in their stable and with ala toa moving on the injury to to Joe Moody, and let's face it, he'll probably come into that category, maybe not immediately, whether he hangs around for the next World Cup and goes on a sabbatical. Well, you know, they all of a sudden they're starting to lose these these uh quality quality props and you sort of start to look at the next tier, which is which is George uh, George Bauer, uh, Bauer Oli Jaeger, then mm. you go to Fletcher Newell, then you start mm. you're starting mm. to not, I wouldn't say scratch the uh, scratch the barrel because you, I, I don't know what's coming through in that Christchurch region or in, or, in fact, the… Uh, Christchurch region, um, the New Zealand, oh, Zealand region, Steve. The Crus- Crusaders region. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know what? You, <laughs> you, that, Christchurch region and, and also Tasman. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that against them. They're, they're, they're great at, at spotting… Spotting count. And, uh, and, boy, they still produce, as shown by their… Their uh, under 20s that started the uh, under 20s um, super tournament down in topol the weekend. Once once again another case of the Blues looking the more talented and bigger and physical side. But once again, you saw the Raiders team plays with a lot of you know plays with a lot of smarts. They will sort of keep producing those players. But nothing like having a good stable front row. Front
2: team. row. No, look, I mean, one of the things that, you know, I've been thinking for a while, you know, they've been talking up the old George Bauer and um, Oli Jaeger, but to me, they, they're good props, you know, top quality props, but they're not any more top quality than what's running around in other Super Rugby teams at the moment. Not like, you know, if we go back, you know, when you had your uh, your Moody's, the Moody's um, and um, your Crockett's, because you've got to remember in the last few years, they lost a Crockett as well. And then when you had those who were, all black level and that little bit more, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, and then the Jaegers and the Bowers aren't that little bit more. What they're getting at the moment and why they're still getting a little bit of scrum dominance is their second row is massively powerful. And yeah. Sam Whitelock and Scott Barrett, that's a massive engine room that pushes that front three forward.
3: Yeah, and not not to mention you know guys guys like uh, Dunshea and the big tall lock from uh, Tasman that just escaped smoke. Quint, uh, strange uh, Strange, yeah. Quentin yep. Strange as well but we also shouldn't forget they have got a couple of young props in Fletcher Newell, only 21 highly highly rated uh, uh, tight head pro, uh, loose head prop, beg your, beg your pardon and also Tamaiti Williams ex-Whangarei mm. boys who's a, a mountain of a, of a man at 135 kgs 6 foot 4 um, so they have got he's some. A guy lot. guys. But but are they? Yeah. But are they ready to step up to that super super rugby level? And I'm I'm predicting they may have a few issues moving forward. Not not eminently, yep. but a little bit further on. I, I think.
2: Yeah, I,
0: thinking, a, a, and that's what I'm thinking. Is to as well.
3: Oh, yep. yes, I see. Fussy,
2: yeah. I see? But um, I, I'm sort of thinking that that second row will be around. I mean, White Lock's going to be there for a little bit longer, and your Barrett's going to be there, and the players that you mentioned as well, in terms of your Dunches and your uh, Strangers, um, and, and they will help paper those cracks a little bit because, as I said, they have a phenomenally strong second row. I, in, I know, in you know,
3: I know I know Paul probably doesn't want to spend too much more time on this, but I, I've heard from a very very good source that they were gutted to lose uh, Sam Derry because they see him as a uh, as a white lock a cross between a white lock and a Brodie Retallick uh type player I know this young guy's taken a little bit of criticism from a few corners but man he's only a he's only a very very young guy and I I think that may be one that got away from the Crusaders
2: what's the criticism he got what you mean from the one game that he played
3: well, yeah, people have different various, people I thought, various... I thought for
2: a first up game for a front, for playing, playing, uh, like was he twenty one? I think. Yeah,
3: yeah, pe- yeah Playing, are... t- playing
2: as a twenty one year old in in a forward pack against a crusade, or you know, at Super Rugby level, is a little bit different to being a twenty one year old playing in the back line, I reckon. Uh, you know, you know, you, you are you're playing against real men in the forwards, and you're just a young, kid out of the, you know, you're just a young man. So I think it's a different yeah to, to basically acquit yourself of just getting through the game and not making too many errors and getting your job done is big ticks to my mind.
0: Yep. Um, so yes, that, that, that's your kind of uh, injury and um, uh, transfer news that, uh, that that I've got. Uh, also uh, in the news, the Rainbow Cup, uh, which is the uh, the, um, the 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 next tournament where the South African Super Rugby franchises will be joining in the Pro um, Pro Pro 14 European franchises, um, and uh, with and because clearly um, down in South Africa with the um, Super Rugby Reloaded, I think it was called, followed by the Curry Cup, followed by the franchise preparation series, um, which basically had all the same teams in. So they're going to kick off the Rainbow Cup with three rounds of derbies so basically the curry cup for the fourth time in this season this season is uh, is, is going to go ahead um before potentially well there's there's talk about um whether it's on or off depending on who you listen to um as well so uh keep your eyes open folks yeah at the moment it's yes no yes no the rainbow cup has to go ahead for pro, for the pro pro 14 because their tv rights basically rely on them having a Having a, a games between South African teams and non-South African teams, and if they don't have that, they don't get the TV money. Um, now, the uh, British government is saying no; they can't come in without quarantining. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that all works works out. But um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see.
2: Yeah, there's, look, I I can't disagree with the British government on this one. Yeah. I mean, has South Africa got COVID under control? Uh, and the answer to that is obviously no. So um, it, to to allow um, any citizens from South Africa to just directly come in and play their game and then fly back out again, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Well, no, the idea was they would go up to Europe, go up to the UK and bubble
2: in Bristol, apparently. Right, sure. And then so, stay there, get their games played, and then, yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, the fact they're playing sides from Ireland, Wales, Scotland, and Italy, and they're going to bubble in England, um, it was, it's, been, it's, it's been interesting, but there you go. Who am I who am I to say around that kind of stuff? Uh so I says, look, there's, there's gonna be announcements on um, Friday, Saturday. Uh, look, there's always gonna be announcements each week. Um, and you can announce whatever you like until the actual until they actually get in the country and don't get some um, and don't oh, get quarantine.
2: You never know. And and let's face it, you know, we we we're looking pretty positive for the um Trans Tasman Super Rugby competition here locally, um, to go ahead and that's quite exciting after watching uh, you know, pretty repetitive rugby for us getting to us now. Um, But at the end of the day, COVID could rear its head somewhere. There's a lockdown happens there and that tournament's over, you know, before it started. So you just don't know until it gets, as you say, until there's a ball that's kicked off in the middle of the park from halfway, nothing started.
0: And yes, and when you consider that we had boxing matches, um, going into lockdown, to so people saying, "Hey, that should stop halfway through the boxing match." You may <laughs> have <to look>. K- <laughs> kicking off isn't necessarily even even a certainty. You're going to get the game done. Um...
3: <laughs> just just saw a comment there. Um I'm I'm done it with us from nocturnal rights. Um, just with regards to Sam Berry being impotent last year. Um, listen, he was for Canterbury. He was 19. He was 19 years old. <laughs> should should shouldn't forget that, you know. Just a just an just an absolute, absolute kid. I think probably a, a good off season. And you can you can guarantee he's probably been in the, the, the as, in the gym as well. Um listen, this is his first season. I think probably like anything, i am quite prepared to give him a couple of seasons and then judge on him. I can think back to somebody like Offer Tuangafasi, who okay. came who basically came into the blues with a huge reputation as a as a nineteen year old, and I thought of the the folly at the time of why they actually selected him but you know it took off for probably three or four seasons especially to get his scrub yeah, right but 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 boy once he got it right we started to see that potential
2: what about jerome Kino? he's another one i mean like um he you know especially that he came in, had a pretty good first season but then you know he didn't get picked for the all blacks and you know there was a, it took him a few years to, to get find his feet i mean obviously once yeah. he found his feet it was just phenomenal but, jeez, you know, it d-
3: did take a few seasons. Jeepers, you know, I, at 19 years old, I didn't know which lunch party going to go and buy my pie um, <laughs> in the middle of the day for crying out loud, so. Seriously?
2: I was going down to the oxy. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I mean, I mean one is another one, isn't he? He came in uh, and, it's, and it's taken him, it took him two or three seasons to, to, to figure it out um, as well. So, yes. And, again, um, Rico comes in, knocks it out of the park, but he's a back. Akiru we talking about in the forwards here. Um, and as you were saying earlier, Ashley, that all those all those examples you were giving were all forwards, that have take to
3: take a few seasons to get
0: used to it and uh, the step yep. up. So
3: yeah, what, it, 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 it's quite an interesting one. I know it's not on the agenda, but there was an interesting piece there from um, there was an interesting piece there from uh, Chris Ratui. Who basically, has come out and said, "Listen, we're all the we're all the rock stars coming coming through at at the minute," and it actually it did, did it did make me think that maybe there's a core of guys, your fucketavas your your Dairies, your Peter Umanga Jensen's, you know, guys like that who are almost set to explode if you if you know what I mean. I just think in in terms of their own, probably for a lot of guys, in terms of last, if you think back how. How broken Super Rugby was. Um, it 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 basically. Um, uh, I think it it probably killed a lot of development time for a lot of these younger guys.
2: But <laughs> you mentioned the under twenties tournament, Steve, and I watched a bit of that what what I could. And um, the, whilst the commentators were trying to talk up the players, you know, there wasn't actually any standouts from the stuff from the periods of rugby that I watched and instead I, I didn't get to watch all of it. I watched as much as I could. But the and I watched a decent amount of it. There wasn't anybody that was like, oh wow, can't wait to see him in a you know full super rugby jersey. Nobody nothing. As I said, commentators were talking up the players. That's all they were doing though because they weren't delivering.
3: We 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 actually pulled both Ashwin and I need to be drug tested because at the moment we're actually agreeing with both Chris Rattui and uh, yeah. you, yeah. I was like I you're reading no 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 no, no. read
0: re- you just said Chris Ratui is saying where are the superstars I'm saying I can see them they're there what, what what's what, there's, the I totally disagree right? like, I think Facatova has been a superstar this season he's gone and got injured though um I I oh. no I think we can see I think we can oh, see I
2: I was more referring to that under twenties level, but um, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I
3: think I think where he's coming from is where's the player that's really lighting up,
2: lighting it super, up,
3: li- lighting up Super well, Rugby. I think that's yeah. I think that's what, he, what he's what he's basically what he's basically saying is if you sort of look around and yeah, there's some players that are really really impressing me and 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 playing me playing well. That call me a little bit biased, but I know he's probably looking at our. The number one pick for the number seven jersey, but I love the way Dalton Papali is 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 playing at the minute. Okay, he was he was out for a couple of games, but um, to me, some of the performances that he's put in have just been you know top top drawers as far as I'm concerned. And then I then I kind of look around and I start scratching. I, of course, there was Fakatava. I mean to say, like good enough to good enough to to keep um Aaron Aaron's Smith out, out of the team, but. You know, after that, I'm sort of I'm scratching around, but to to be brutally honest,
0: I think Luke, Luke, Luke Jacobson is settling in very well at number eight um, for 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 the Chiefs. Has been doing good. Um, uh, is coming through. Um, you, know, I guess you, you're will Jordan's just coming back from injury, but uh, as our, as is Bridge as well. Those two, uh, so so they've not really they've not had the opportunity to. I guess I think, look, I think there's a lot of, um, kind of injuries to Uh, Dave McKenzie's coming back into some form, um, as well. Uh, it's, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's as um,
3: uh, as barren as
0: as as you're perhaps suggesting.
3: Yeah, it, ma- I, it made me think it's not as radical as as normal uh, articles, if, if if you know what <laughs> I mean. Um, but I, you know, it, it was one that was I, I actually thought it was thought provoking.
0: And yeah, I mean, long term, Yeah, it may, maybe it's also down to systems, you know, the fact that you just don't uh, most sides don't score from the other from the other half anymore. Uh, the defensive systems are are, are kind of stronger um, nowadays. Um, or perhaps the attacking system is becoming too robotic, as um, yeah. as uh, Wayne Smith was suggesting um, as well.
3: Uh, although I was going to say, Paul Williams has been a standout.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, are we gonna, are we gonna, <laughs> yes, we're going to go there, aren't we? Um, yeah. <laughs> at some point. But I'll ask something that so you said. You, you promised the, uh, the audience on... Um, on sunday night we would talk about this so we better do and uh, you can lead us off um around the uh, how totally. is, it, is it is it bad for rugby to have a dominant team like the crusaders
2: oh look i mean I, I was just sort of thinking i mean it's it's if if we hadn't have um had the highlanders upsetting the crusaders at home and then um the the canes basically running them really close and i honestly believe if if Hardy had stayed on that field that they would have got the job done um but uh it's sort of it makes the, it makes it more interesting let's face it otherwise if, if the highlanders hadn't have beaten the crusaders we were just watching a procession weren't we and do we switch on for a procession are we going to oh, be yeah. how many people how many people are you going to get sitting down in front of a tv watching a procession whereas Actually, that we don't know what the outcome of this game is going to be, particularly neutrals. Yeah. I you especially I when yours. you got the kids yelling at you to take you out, your wife saying we've got to go shopping to the mall again. You know, um, so you know, are you going to sit down and watch a game um, if if you know what the result's going to be?
0: Well, I so. The, the, the counter argument is that Tiger Woods, when uh, when he was dominant in golf, he he drove up the uh, the level of interest in golf. So. Uh, having someone or having a team that is sparkling, and put on a fantastic show, is uh, is not necessarily a bad thing. Is it happening? Well, it's not. No,
2: but why? Okay, so why is it not happening? <laughs> oh, look. I think. I think you know. It's an interesting one because you, you analyze it. I, I think the Tiger Woods one's probably a bad example to use, um, simply because with Tiger Woods, when he came onto the scene and the way that he played it was just exciting to watch what was he going to do next. Right. And, and, and to be fair, Crusaders, when you go back, when they start, I mean, winning, it is like, Oh, what is will Jordan going to do next? Let's say, you know, I mm-hmm. think so. You will watch it to see what are they going to pull out of the bag next. Um, but I, I think a better example would be, you look at the bulls with, you know, when they had Jordan and and their success for so many years and, that didn't. People didn't get bored of watching the Bulls win, did they? And, and that might be a better example because it's a team sport versus a team sport. Why didn't they get people get bored of watching the Bulls win? But even the Crusaders fans getting bored of watching the Crusaders win because that game against the Highlanders, for example, how many people turned up to watch that game at the stadium? And it was an afternoon was that an afternoon game? I think. The, or was that an evening yeah. game?
0: And I think I think the answer here is around personalities, isn't it? Look, the people okay. people turn up to watch marketing. marketing yeah, yeah and, and yeah and is that solid is that the marketing? Again, um, they were watching Michael Jordan uh, about him being the greatest of all time. was kind of part of that discussion. You don't look at that Crusaders team and go, any of those would any of those players make it into an all-time 15? And the answer is probably no.
2: Probably know, yeah. I mean, mm. and I mean, I mean, there's an element of something, and I don't believe it's the Crusaders' fault. They just take what's in front of them in terms of the rules of the game that are today, and they play to that. As the fact is that they you know just dumb making mistakes in your own half, so they don't play the game in their own half. And I mean, a nocturnal talking about Auckland when they play, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the thing was that the the those that late '80s, early '90s that Auckland dominated, um, and it was. It was actually entertaining rugby when you had the likes of Fitzy, Zinni, um, JK, and the, and the likes, you know, and the way of the razzle-dazzle that they did was just different to the metronomic way that the Crusaders play.
3: Yeah, one, one thing I will say about what the Crusaders have put together, I know back in, when Auckland were dominant, it's probably fair to say that Auckland really and truthfully only had to get up for three Really big games. Usually, usually it was Canterbury, Wellington, Otago. They probably had all. They always and probably Waikato. I've I been. Oh, no, and, and
2: but, if, yeah, and then you'd only play say two of those guys, and you don't um a year, and you might get a surprise one that would lift their game for the Ranfurly Shield game. Yeah, yeah? yeah, you'd have that for sixty minutes. Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, and they were and they were never quite good enough. There was also that trainer thought the All Blacks after they won the World Cup. In two thousand and fifteen, if you remember, they they were playing this style of rugby that looked like it was from another planet. Everybody was yeah. saying, but that only lasted that only lasted two years. And basically, by by the time we got to what mid 2000, 2018 there were a few chinks in 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 their in their armor. You know, coaches coaches had sort of worked out maybe strategies how to play them. The All Blacks looked like they had almost got a little bit too smart for their their own good with the the, the, the two-man playmaker uh, type thing going on so you know like I can actually see a little bit of a change happening as <laughs> when with, with the Crusaders because they're not when auckland were dominant boy they were they were clearly dom. they were clearly on on, on the when they were different good, play. They, were twi- they, were, they were 20 points better than than anybody what I'm basically seeing teams who have played the Crusaders, you know the Highlanders with a little bit of luck and maybe the, maybe the referee with a couple of decisions here or there could have actually had two victories over the, uh, over the Crusaders this year. And, Mm -hmm. and they, they may have done it with a specific type game plan. So I think it's up to everybody else to take a a leaf out of that game plan. And and, in the same way that the All Blacks have been knocked over on two or three occasions in the, in the last couple of years. And that's that, that's the key, just come up, come up with a with a strategy. But on, on saying that, yeah. there there are times I watch these games, and with some of the officiating, we are seeing seeing some of it that it's an absolute lottery.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I just let's let's give some uh, you know the 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 wooden spooners, likely wooden spooners, a bit of props here. One of the things you got to like with the canes is that you you know look at your Ardy and you look at your Amuas, the um, Karifis, even even though he's a penalty machine, but they they make meters, you know, they, they find gaps, they break gaps and they go forward, they're dynamic. And that's a frustrating thing as a blues player when you know that you've got that capability in a squad that doesn't achieve that. So that that canes team is playing to a level which, you know, as you say, a couple of bounces of the ball here, and even against the
3: blues. They could have they could have easily won both those games as well. Oh, very much. They are not they're not, you know, there's no there's, there's no there's not an Italy. In this competition, it's no. not a walk. It's <laughs> not a walk up
2: and let's take five points. If, or if, or, if, or, if or let's let's it. put our let's put our second fifteen on. You can't put your second fifteen on. That's for sure. Now,
0: uh Simon can say yeah, New Zealand rugby has a serious problem with um, not activating its fans. Absolutely, it yep. does um, hundred uh, percent. And um, a uh, an example of this is a spreadsheet I've been putting together.
2: Let's look at your spreadsheet that you've been putting together.
0: Which um, looks at the uh, average, looks at the attendance of Super Rugby this year uh, and has a look at it compared to, um, to previous years. Uh, and essentially what you can see, I mean, everyone was raving about the size of the uh, crowds last year after lockdown. But um, the average in 2019 for the Blues was just over 15,000. They're now just over 17,000, well down on the 34,000 they got last year per game the chiefs again were at 13 jumped a little bit to 16 back down to 13 the crusaders didn't like to give out crowd numbers they uh but again at thirteen thousand, uh, i don't think we can say we can say that, that uh, they're doing great highlanders back down to pre-covid level um and uh, the hurricanes well below pre-covid level um looking at their numbers so uh yes there was there was this, all this um Buzz or all this publicity last year about how record attendances um for Super Rugby out to it was the answer to everything. Sorry, guys, no, it's not.
2: Um, oh, I tell you what—if if anything, it's the reverse effect. I mean, it, even for us, it's like, well, you know, it's getting boring watching uh, us beat up each other.
3: Guys, I also I also think we're actually right on the cusp of a recession, as well. Mm. I, I actually think money money is genuinely getting starting, tighter, st- starting to bite. Yep. In China, I mean to say, last yep. year I think there was a little bit of money in everybody's pockets. People were basically excited to be unleashed, and I think yep. everybody took the opportunity. And of course, those first few rounds were fantastic, and everybody was just so into it. All of a sudden, we were playing live sport in the in this country. All, all of a sudden, listen, things things have plateaued out a heck of a lot, and uh, I think that I think genuinely, I think people are are taking are taking the option of you look and if you're paying if you're already paying your sky sub- subscription i mean are you really going to fork out another take your family along it's going to cost you a hundred bucks probably not
0: now uh, the, the other side of this also is um to do that mark reason article um that, uh, that you, you forwarded around um, Stephen which basically says look I, this, I i found it a bit amusing that he started his article um, by saying that um, uh, that uh, a cabal of pompous aged aging men called world rugby um, and i'm, I'm look at him going wow there's a there's there's a pop calling the kettle black um, <laughs> he's not exactly the youngest guy in the world is he and he's definitely part of a cabal of uh, journalists but anyway aside from that he makes some good points here they keep ch- they, they keep tinkering with the laws they encourage um, the players to talk back to the referee um, they've uh, and the, the next step on that has been this uh, captains challenge, which um, Scott Barrett has come out and said he disagrees with. Um, he thinks, look, there's already a TMO and four, and three referees watching it. Why do you need an extra person um, to slow the game down with a review? Um, so, uh, look at the moment, all of the discussion now every every weekend it seems to be about the referees, not about the game, uh, and. That's a bad place for the sport to be in. Go on, Oscar.
2: I think I, I I totally agree with you. Apart from this weekend, I thought, you know, this weekend, we didn't talk about the referees' decisions as much as we have in the past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and, and, look, the biggest the biggest margin this weekend was three points, right? These, these are, You can't get more exciting than the four games we had this weekend, really. That was the perfect round of Super Rugby. Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, if if we were moaning about the referee after that, heaven help us. Um, <laughs> to be honest, um, but it, it is it is quite it is usually the topic of conversation. Why? Uh, and even he and he gets the, the laws wrong in his article, um, which um, which I find amusing when he blame when he. When, and, but he makes a good point. Yeah, commentators who don't know the laws shouldn't be criticising the referee. Um, <laughs> the,
2: uh, and and we've talked about that with the Sky commentators, right?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and that basically, yeah. Look, we need to simplify the game. We need to tell players to shut up. Um, and uh, I would still keep the TMO. I know he wouldn't. Um,
2: oh, you gotta have the TMO. Um,
0: I think you've got to keep the TMO. It's just but, part of
2: uh, it's part of modern day sport now, effectively. Uh,
0: but but I do agree with him that the players shouldn't be allowed to talk to the referee. Uh, uh, and um, and so you don't think yeah, the captain's referee, challenge? Sorry.
3: You
2: don't, you don't agree with the captain's challenge, is that um, when you say they shouldn't be talking to the referee? I'm not the
0: captain's challenge. I'm more, i more about the, 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 the chat back, the constant chat
2: back from all all different players. Oh yeah, but that's that's for the referee to take in hand. He, there is, it's actually quite clear that the only person that's supposed to be talking to the referee mm-hmm. is the captain. Well, no, it's,
3: actually, that, that's any convention. The law says. Oh, no, well, okay, well, okay, um,
2: convention, whatever. But that's what it is, you
3: know. Yeah, you know, I think Paul, you might have mentioned there's a couple of processes that could be easily fixed. We we saw that that try that um oh gee, one of the one of the props scored and then they went they went back and had a look and found found there was a knock-on about six phases back. I can't see why the TMO couldn't have got in the director's ear. Hey, just want to have a look, just want to have a look at that in the air. If something eventuates out of this, I can go straight to the referee's ear and say, Hey, there was a knock-on. Go Knock straight on. back to it. The game, the game does not stop. Okay, you lose that time, into ter- in terms of adva- advantage. So there's little processes that can change. I hate the goal line dropout, personally, because I I think if you've been good enough to make yardage up the field, to create a situation where you've got a five meter scrum and you've got the powerful pack, man, it, it's but that advantage. That Steve, advantage gets taken away from you.
2: Steve, the goal line dropout is something that fixed something that wasn't broken. Right, that wasn't that wasn't part of our game. That wasn't broken. Why did we need a goal line dropout for? I know, that just, doesn't make any sense.
3: Why would you change a law that isn't actually defective? Here's a real stupid idea: just basically define and fix, tweak what you've already actually got in to to make it to make it a little Don't bit more. Don't introduce better. something new. Don't introduce something new on top of other stuff that you haven't sorted out. Already, yep. it's yeah. to, to me. To me, it's, to me, it's just nuts. I, I don't want to check another one at you as well, guys. Something that does my head in. What does your head in? Is is basically when somebody is held up, and immediately you've got two opposition players holding the player up, and then he goes to the ground on his knees. Initially, I reckon yep. I reckon it's a ball. No. Once you've no. got him yep. up, in, in, yep. yeah, and he can't find yep. his way to the ground. To
2: me, that that's a, it's mall. a mall. 100% agreed. 100% agreed. You should not be given an opportunity to get your knee to ground or to wriggle around and get some part of your body down to ground so you can say, oh, it's a ruck now. No way. It is a mall. The defensive team have earned the credit of calling it a mall. It's a mall and it shouldn't be. It's a collapsed mall now, not a tackle. Hey, just coming back to that um, incident that you were talking about where the TMO could have you know, done a check-check on the side with the director, um, we were, let's face it, 99% of the people that were watching that game when that highball went up, and McKenzie and um, whoever went out, we all were thinking, was there a knock-on there? Yeah, so so I, if I, we're I, thinking I, that, why wouldn't the TMO go and have a look at it? And, and the other issue that I have, and is the fact is that, that so it was seven phases or more that that went back, that's about over 2 minutes worth of rugby that they went back. That 2 minutes worth of rugby isn't put back on the clock. So where does that 2 minutes of rugby disappear to? Never happened. So now an 80 minute game is becoming a 70 78 minute game. You but yeah. you see what I mean? Right? Yeah, it, you can't it, it, you can't just take time out of the game like that. You well, but, but, you,
0: but the, the players are running around at that time so you're, you they are getting they are getting fatigued.
2: Still, oh no, but that's but yeah. that's game time. That's for the team. Let's say that's behind. They're missing out on to actually try yeah. and score points at the end as well. Yeah. So it,
3: it, 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 as for foul play that was missed, well, we had a process to look to, to look out for that, <clears throat> and that and that process was you got sighted at, at the at the end of the at the end of the game. Okay, it, it may not wash with a lot of people. Oh, that's that's foul play, and and, and it looked horrible. But in the, you know, to keep the game, to keep the game moving and rolling on, you know, whoever whoever the the, the person who uh, caused the infraction, they'll get their comeuppance. You hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, yeah, yeah we, we need to, yeah. I, I'm, we need to keep the game moving. Uh, I think we've all agreed that, yeah, that the the ref, the, the TMO should be reviewing things as game play, as the game plays, and then stop the game if there's something to go back for. We shouldn't yeah that's absolutely um now that comes down to technology uh i mean we had it during that rugby world cup if you remember they had the hawkeye thing and the referees were doing things on the on the fly uh, and that worked really well um but uh, that hawkeye technology is not cheap uh, and i guess it can come there, there, there is a um uh there, there, there is a costing um uh, edward boyd tamati uh says that um we should the ref should really pack the scrum more quickly Absolutely, the problem is that um, all the props take a knee going, oh, I'm injured, when they're not really, and they all fake it um, to get a break and get a breather um, and bring water on, um, which is, so yeah, so to me, yeah, yeah it's. Uh, yeah, but that's where we talked about years ago. You force players to play if they, if they, if they, say, they're, if they say they're hurt.
2: I, I don't know what happened. Is years ago, they talked about the fact is that the referee could say, okay, if you're injured, you're off, get another player on. And that seemed to. Just disappear as well. And it's just like, yep, yep. you're uh, sorry, you're, you, you got a problem with your knee. I oh, you get off the field and get another guy on then. No, nah, you water boys, you get off. I'm not having it. Yep. Oh, look, they might get it wrong every now and then. They're going to, you know, but um, at the end of the day, they're not going to get it wrong most of the time because we know, as you say, it's it's a drinks break. It's a Powerade drinks break. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <The>, um... <laughs>
0: uh so um so yes yeah, so that's um the a referee can free kick for a fake in- yeah uh, the problem is you, you can't free kick a team for a fake injury because how is it how is a referee supposed to judge what is a fake what's well, not a fake injury um oh, he goes
2: gut yeah, sorry, he goes with the gut he goes with the gut with other calls
0: well okay but <laughs> I, I i think, that, I think that, that that's dangerous territory for that one
2: um Oh no! I think you got to give them a little bit of credit. I think they 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 got a they've got a good feel for, especially at that level, they've got a good feel for. Oh yeah, that that's a serious injury, or no, that that guy just needs to take a concrete pull.
0: Oh look, I mean serious injuries, yeah, but there's, there's some even even I mean despite, even so I still think them
2: judging whether. Well, then we're gonna then we're gonna have that slow game.
0: Well, no, I no, I, I agree with your, your other the other one of like, if you take a knee, you're off the pitch.
2: Mm.
0: Off you go. Then you quickly stop that taking your knee. Yep. Um, So we had a couple of captains, uh, we had a couple of, sorry, golden points um, at the weekend. So I was going to bring up a section of the stand up interview that the Chiefs did today um, for us to uh, have a
4: listen to. Golden point two. Then when we win it, yes. Yeah, that's what we heard out of the Highlanders too, yeah. the opposite. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Down the line though, um, you know, is it is it something that you do like the way it is now or can it be tweaked? or It's still, yeah. still quite new for us I think and having two games do that on the weekend I think everyone's probably thinking about it a little bit more than we had done previously. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, um, again when you win and you do well you're probably a fan of it, um, but we probably would have liked to have won it before before the 80 minute mark. and. Um, take, out, take that out of the, out of the equation. I Brad wasn't line when there was actually no plan um, around that. Well, we haven't specifically gone through the golden point scenario but we, we do go through a drop goal scenario um, during the year so it's basically just yeah it's still that same there is our plan but we haven't labeled it gold, golden point plan so um, but again even towards the end of the game you know Damien we set up well well enough to get a, a drop goal um, to finish it there um, but there's a, there's a time there sort of five minutes um, after the full time we have five minutes to stand on the field and have a plan there so probably why we, we wasn't on the field at that stage so he missed the, maybe he missed out on it
0: we don't have a golden point plan oh my god sorry but how can you not have run that scenario through and decided what to do um, and we use the five minutes between the end of the game and extra time to come up with our plan. So when everyone's tired and wanting to get drinks and wanting to get massages, they um, uh, they, they they they're trying to do. They're coming up with a plan. Oh my word! Um, no, this is so wrong to me. Am I am I am I am I freaking out for the wrong um, in, in, in a? To, to me, it's a scenario that you should have run through. You should know what you want to do. You want to kick off, and you um, and if you can't kick off, you want to play with the wind at your back. Those sort of things. And it's
2: not. Exactly... You might want to drop uh, James Blackwell a uh, text or something. <laughs> you know.
0: Um, but to say they haven't even run through the scenario, it, the Crusaders Scott Scott Barrett admitted they hadn't really done it until the night before when they saw one and thought, "Oh shit, we better we better plan for this." And so, hey, Presto, they were ready the next day.
2: Classic okay. eh? really
0: um
2: Anderson. <laughs> uh, look, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I personally, I'm sort of thinking. I'm, I'm just looking. I don't like golden point anyway. I think it's a lottery. And, and when you look at the Chiefs win, um, uh, the penalty that they got to win the game, well, the penalty was wrong anyway. So they got a golden point victory with the uh, an incorrect referee's decision. So yeah. there's you a know, load of bollocks to me. Golden point. You I like, like golden victory. tries, maybe.
3: You know the crazy. The crazy thing about the the Hurricanes game is Blackwell is given the option of which way to go. They've also got the guy who's got the biggest boot in either side in 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 Geordie Barrett. So it to me it just yeah it just made absolutely no sense to the to, the, to not just the decision they made made at, you know in terms of the toss, but also the decision. To use a, a rookie halfback to clear, Yep, you know, you know but, that's one of the Crusaders' strengths,
2: and you got the big boot of Geordie Barrett at the back,
3: and and look, and, and um,
2: you know, it's interesting because David um, Hill actually, is David Hill was the coach, wasn't it? Um, the yep. assistant coach. Yeah, yeah he, coach. He, he he talked about the fact that it should have been won an extra time, if a game should have been I'm won. Sorry, sorry. In, in normal time, if a game should have been won in normal time, that was that Canes Crusaders game. Why didn't, you know, we, we chastise the Blues mercilessly when they don't take three, right? They, they had a penalty on halfway, right in the middle of the field, and they kicked for the corner, and the three points would have taken them to 10. And it's like, just moments before, he tried for fried one for 63 metres out. What logic are they using to go to the corner? There was okay. so... <sighs> I think g- g-
0: generally, the coach go, "Yeah, we don't want to go to extra time. Where we want to win it during n- normal time, whatever the game." Now, look, and yes, absolutely, you shouldn't be leaving it up to that point, right? You shouldn't. It shouldn't be that close. A bit like you shouldn't be leaving it up to referee decisions to decide a game at the end of a game, right? Yep. You sh- shouldn't. You, you get, um, they're going to make mistakes, like someone's hands going past the ball, coming back and getting it. Now, <laughs> um, so, look, it's going to happen. Uh, so you make, want to make sure you're two scores ahead at that point, right? That's the whole, but um, so so yeah, he's right in that point. But this idea that you don't even run through the scenario to me is just nuts. Um, now, I'm not anti-Golden Points. You, you're quite right. It is a bit of a lottery. I, um, I agree. Um, I like this point. I mean, Simon reckons that um, the, the losing team from Golden Points should still get two points as though it was a draw.
2: I, I can I, I can get that um i I I don't mind that idea i also like um, nocturnal's idea of the try
0: which is what they're doing in australia yeah that's that's so it's not golden point because they're too defensive by take by saying you still get two points whether you win or lose in extra time removes the whole defensive piece out of it saying we don't want to concede because you can only gain points you're not going to lose points which is why so so from that point of view i like it as it, it it encourages positive play
3: Stephen, you, you. You you weren't so sure. Well, no, 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 no. no, no oh, I nothing, I
2: still think on that. I still think a draw is a valid result.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, I go along with it. I, I could do it. I can. I hate a draw more than golden points. Well, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just one of those things. If if, if if it's if it's a draw, it's a draw.
2: Yeah, that's what it is. Suck it. I don't mind a draw, but I, I'm also
0: not anti. I, I, I'm fairly ambivalent either way
3: personally um so or, or or do we give the result to say somebody who scored the most tries
2: got the mo- yeah or actually boundary count back exactly
3: <laughs> it over the sideline the most
2: <laughs> um, who had the most goal line dropouts <laughs> yeah,
0: um, <laughs> so yeah so look, i i I'd, uh, I'd, uh, uh, I'd rather have um, extra time the, uh, and a golden point than um, have um, the site that scores most tries if it's a draw or something like that, personally.
2: Last try last wins. Score. We all last know last try, try wins. Last last try wins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, let's make the yeah. Let's make the 79 minutes
2: immaterial. It all comes down to who scored <laughs> the <that> last try. <laughs> lunchtime, man. It's lunchtime. Lunchtime <laughs> rules. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, cool. Um, those are kind of the points I wanted to cover this week. Uh, any final ones from you guys? I mean, Ashwin, you, you you mentioned you want to talk about Silver Lake. Anything particular? I Silver just Lake? sort
2: of think. Look, to, 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 it's funny because people are saying, "Oh, we uh, have to know more about the details." Like, there is no other option out there. There is nobody else that is going to offer nearly half a billion dollars to New Zealand rugby if without that money all we're going to do is see more players going overseas. They're going to see there, there isn't going to be the opportunity. Although we um, talk about how rubbish things are, if you are at marketing and that sort of thing, the reality is, is that without that money, there's absolutely no chance of doing any market, decent marketing. Or any, look, at the end of the day, that game, that money is what the game needs. If they don't do it right, it'll turn pear-shaped, but that's the shot in the arm that the game needs in this country um that's basically that's that's it um you know when people go oh the silver lake will have too much of a say it's just like well no they won't because they're only getting 15 percent um when you look at it they're getting two seats out of a seven um seven seat board so um they if, if, at the end of the day they've, they've only got two voices amongst it all
0: with, with the current crowd, I'm more than happy for them to have a bigger say.
2: Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they might actually bring some bloody business now to the table. They actually get, get, you know, at the end of the day, there's still huge potential in New Zealand rugby that's been, you know, wasted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to bring in business ability, these guys aren't just randomly picking New Zealand rugby to invest half a billion dollars in. They invest in other sports as well so they can bring that expertise to the table uh, as well so you know it's you know the rugby players association from my understanding I haven't looked into it and maybe Steve you might have more understand better but they're upset because their percentage level is going to come down but the reality is they're still going to get more money than they're getting today because there's more money in the pot as a you know there's more money in the pot but there is more money in the pot if they go ahead with the for half a the four hundred and fifty million dollar deal, there's more money in the pot. Well, no, but that's
0: that's that's not income. Um, so that that that's a capital investment. So, um, it's it's, it's they get thirty three percent of the income, not of the. So
2: okay, it, okay, oh, pull, 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 pull. Oh. They're gonna get four hundred and fifty million dollars, right? Okay, that's gonna end up in their bank account. Guess what? They're gonna get make interest alone. That's making giving them more income coming in the interest alone on that money is going to do that you know they're going to invest that money to actually not just in rugby but outside of rugby to give them income streams which means that there's going to be more income coming in if they're not going if that doesn't happen they've effed up
0: (laughs) well i that's my concern is they won't eff up but uh, but they're going to eff up without it oh yeah no i agree they're going to eff up without it as well yes (laughs) It's um, basic um, business. That's you how you grow I'm your business. Using, though, from uh, English, uh, Fitzpatrick, was um, or, 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 one of the guys, um, was like, um, Silver Lake are good at hiring people. I'm like, what? Hang on. So that's the reason for taking the cash is because they'll hire good people. Why can't New Zealand rugby hire people to grow the game? Then why, Because why they suck at work?
2: it. They suck <laughs> at it. Look at who they, they <laughs> hire and look at who they put in um you know just going back to i'm sorry i'm going to back the truck up here a little bit peep 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 one thing we you know why were the bulls so successful because they took a guy called michael jordan and they marketed the hell out of him and they also let him market the hell out of himself right you think about the crusaders richie go for gold mate use the brand that you've created with the you know the game that you've created and go for gold because guess what builds him. It builds the brand of rugby, and those people that are devoted Richie fans flock through those gates, even if they've got a Sky subscription. Yep. No, I agreed. Agreed. Right. So, the same thing applies to the Silver Lake deal. Look, at the end of the day, it's going to bring in expertise that they just basically suck at, and it's got giving them the opportunity to grow the game. Um, You're not know, going. To, grow, I... is, interest rates only 0.5 at the bank. You're not investing in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> you're 80 years old if you're investing in the bank because you don't um, want to lose your money.
3: Gee, I was about to say there's more layers to this story than a treaty, treaty settlement, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well what, do you know, what do you know, Steve? I mean, I haven't got all the details, so I'm, I might be missing a trick here.
3: Oh, listen, I think Paul. We, we spoke about it last week with uh, when uh, Boy Arthur was uh, on the show. I'm I'm sort of a little bit, but like you, like yourself, at in this climate, man. Take the take the money, take them, and, money, the money, and yeah, money, take, yeah. money in the bag. Yeah, money, money in the money, in the money in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> take the we're, money we're, in we're, the bag. We'll, we'll worry about the consequences later. Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, so moving on then. As I said, we've discussed for the past two weeks. I don't have anything extra new new to say, um, but we've just got a new person's input uh, in our because he hasn't been on the last couple of weeks. Um, Simon Hughes asks, um, "What do you think about Quade Cooper's idea of the uh, Super Rugby teams in Australia and New Zealand joining the Japanese league?" And I think the response to that one is, "We do think that Japan should be part of Super Rugby, absolutely, because we need their we need their economy, we need their money. So yes, absolutely, um, Japan should be part of Super Rugby in some form."
2: I think he's saying he's flipping that, isn't he? Is he flipping it instead of saying we go join their league? They're not joining us.
0: Fine. Either way, it's still a bigger market with more money.
2: Yeah. More money. Yep. Um, uh, What are you giving away, Paul? You're getting them more money, but what are you giving away?
4: Very different. (laughs)
2: different. (laughs) I'm not.
0: <laughs> the, the, the silver late one. You're saying I will have this cash now, but you can have income for life, and that—that that to me, where is where is where the problem where is, is, is a different, different different prospect. Anyway, we're not going back down that route. Um, the uh, Lions, as we've been on air, the uh, Lions coaching team has been announced. Oh, um, right, right, right. I was thinking Detroit so, for some reason. Um, uh, uh, GT as assistant coach. GT, uh, Gregor Townsend um, will be uh, assistant coach. Uh, Robbie. <laughs> <tonic>. <laughs> A <laughs> absolutely. That's what I want. Um, uh, Robert, uh, Robert McBride as the uh, forwards coach, um, the uh, who's over who's uh, ex Wales, current Munster. Um, Steve Tandy as the fence coach, so that's Gregor Townsend and Steve Tandy, both from Scotland, and then Neil Jenkins as the kicking coach. Um, so, uh, okay. Player people who who pulled who who uh, were down to go or rumored down to go but pulled out um, included um, Farrell um, as defence coach but he decided to stay with Ireland um, and Borthwick, Steve Borthwick was going to be the forwards coach but he uh, has decided to stay with Leicester Tigers and not uh, not take part of it. So um, what do you think about that? Then? So be, Warren, I, I,
3: I was going to say, guys, I can never understand the role of a kicking coach. Are you telling me that? Guys who started the game as, as as youngsters, went through secondary school levels, went through rep teams into professional rugby and all of a sudden forgotten how to kick a rugby ball?
2: What's Neil yeah. Jenkins going to show them that they don't haven't seen already or they don't talk amongst themselves in the team already? I'll give you one exception though, Steve. Um, when they when the All Blacks brought in Mick Byrne, I thought that as a kicking coach, different because he came from that AFL background we know that we know that they've got a slightly different style of kicking and obviously um, getting extra distance and all that sort of thing. But generally speaking, somebody who's lived the game of rugby and and then is brought you know like a Neil Jenkins and then brought in as a kicking coach, what is he? What is he? What is he going to tell the players differently that they don't already know from their game of rugby? Because he's but from a rugby league, background, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't, I'm agree with you. Neil Jenkins is one
0: of the is is, is one of the all time best. Uh, um, kickers in the game. Now his other, his all round
2: game.
0: You can but as a, shots as, at as goal, a goal. You're goal talking.
2: Kicker, sorry, yeah, goal, yeah, shot, shots at goal. Yeah. Neil um, Neil no. Jenkins was never a banana kicker, right? He never did anything like like they do these days, where they kick when they're kicking shots at goal, they go inside out because they actually, when a right footed goal kicker is actually kicking for the close post and then it swings back around towards the far post, that sort of stuff. Neil Jenkins never did that stuff like that.
0: He, okay, he, he he was he was a very good very good um, post kicker. Oh goodbye goodbye, Stephen. Um, <laughs> he's been he's been and he's been a specialist kicking coach since he's uh, since he gave up the game. Um, look, is is he going to totally remodel Twenty Sexton's kicking? No. Is he a guy that can help him um, come through? Then uh, to, to to with little, little technical points and just help. Uh, his with his confidence and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, so, will he make a massive difference? I don't think so. Is there any, no. is there any, is there any danger in having him there? No, I, I don't think there's any no, danger.
2: Either. I think the bigger talking point, to be honest, is like the likes of a Farrell basically snubbing the Lions. I mean, no. you know, it's yeah. I would have thought that's the sort of like, oh, not quite. It's geez, it's a bit of a pinnacle. You know, maybe not as much as taking your team the national team to the world cup and winning that, but taking a Lions team away that travels every four years and being one of the coaching staff is sort of quite, you know, that's an accolade.
0: Oh, it's massive. And he, he's done it, he did it last year, uh, last tour. Now, uh, now with COVID and with all the restrictions that go around that, um, I, I don't know exactly why they've pulled out, but I can understand why people would pull out in the current climate Um there. Somebody who says that uh, Farrell contract with Ireland and they are planning on touring the Pacific Islands. Um, if the, uh, um, yeah, but even so, his assistant yeah. coach can look after it just like these, just like the Welsh system coaches look after it when Warren Gatland
2: runs. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was um, just going to say, most, most, ta- most tours, Lions tours, there's usually a head coach here or there or coach out of a one of the national structures that comes in and joins the Lions. So it's not an, you know, it happens all the time. And they, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so that's uh, uh, Gregor Townsend and um, Steve Tandy, two of the two of the main coaches from from Scotland is an interesting one um, that they historically haven't had much ever since um, uh, Geach hasn't been going. They've basically not been McGeechan, yep um, yeah. Um, ever since uh, uh, he he stopped going, Scotland really haven't had representation on the coaching group. Um, so having two. Out of the five coaches um, being um, from Scotland is uh, is going to be interesting, and uh, will we see more Scottish players in the uh, in the touring party? Nobody from England, nobody from Scotland, from Ireland. Um, Rob McBride is Munster coach, but it was is, was Welsh coach before that. Um, so interesting that neither of those two will have a voice in the coaching setup. Um, so yes, I, I think we, we might see an all-time low in the number of um, uh, England players uh, go uh, this, this time around.
2: It's it, This tour is starting to become a real unknown. You know, like if you go pre-COVID, I was actually quite confident that the Lions would be too, way too strong for the Springboks, even with the World Cup win under their belt. But the fact that the Springboks haven't played a game since the World Cup final, the Lions won't, you know, England isn't, well, basically, you know, discounting Italy. England was the wooden spooners for the six five nations this year, and um, yeah, it's I, I think it's all of a sudden become a real unknown what it's gonna what it's gonna deliver.
0: Uh, yeah, totally. I think it's, yeah, you're right. There's lots lots of unknowns around this one, um, and especially look, one of the things Warren Gatlin talked about ahead of the New Zealand tour was making sure he had a bunch of coaches around him who he knew. Right, I think he had one new coach. All the rest of the coaches had been on. Uh, Lions tour with him before. This time around, um I don't think I think Neil Jenkins is probably the only one that's been on the Lions tour with him, who's the kicking coach, so the least influential. Uh, he did work with Rob McBride as well um, while well, he was at Wales, but um, I don't believe he's ever worked with Steve Tandy or Gregor Townsend. So it's again, how quickly will they get up to speed and how much are they going to be on the same page as to what the coach as to how to coach a team, how to select a team. Um, yeah, there is there's a lots of un- lots of unknowns in this
2: how far okay. away is the tour?
0: Sorry,
2: how far away is the tour? Oh, will it be July, July, August this year? So it's yeah, it's, a, yeah. Hmm. it's, it's months away basically.
0: Oh, it's close. Yes. Hmm. Um, at the same time as New Zealand, we're playing Italy,
2: which could be a could be a test. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I hope that's not part of my season ticket.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, it is. It is. <laughs> what they're playing at Eden Park uh i think they're playing two tests
2: against italy oh so that means game. that one will be most likely at eden park
0: I can't, I can't remember who the third test is against um so if anyone in the live chat can remember who the all blacks are playing um this summer or oh, winter sorry july see I'm, I'm a northern hemisphere person i think july is being summer um so um yeah let's hope world war 3 won't stop it from happening <laughs> yes um uh, Fiji, there we go. So New Zealand are playing two games against uh, Italy and one against Fiji in
3: the uh, some in the July window. Um, I was about to say, Paul, the All, Black, the All Blacks play Italy on three occasions this year. Um, the first test, Saturday the 3rd of July 2021, uh, Saturday, July 10th, 2021. So, you know, wonderful opportunity for the uh, All Black coaches to uh, try a whole lot of young guys.
0: Oh, are, are are you are you not taking the the Italians seriously? Are you dissing the Italians?
3: Uh, I, I listen. <laughs> I'd I'd probably pick I'd probably a few minor ten cup sides to to knock them over. To be brutally honest, Paul. Oh,
0: <laughs> uh, dear. Now, when is the rugby championship announced? Who knows? I'm sorry, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, look, who knows with with COVID as to when it's going to get announced, and even if it does get announced, uh, will it stay that way? Again, who
2: knows? So uh, help, help. Yeah, we've just talked about today. One of the things we talked about today is the how piss poor the, the NZRFU are at uh, marketing, right? So I just been to the All Blacks website. They haven't got the 2021 fixtures there. Well, with COVID, we don't know yet, do we? Yeah, but so, they've got the dates. Whether they go ahead or not irrelevant. You've got the dates for when they're planned at the moment. You stick them up there. And you put a, a little asterisk, and obelix there, and you say, TBC. New Zealand Rugby or does to not be... work like that.
0: New Zealand Rugby goes silent, silent, silent. Here is everything absolutely confirmed. They never
2: Idiots. like to. Um... That's why they need Silver Lake.
0: Exactly. Well, yes they never like to say hey we are working on it this is what we're this is the current plan they never they'll never say that um it's a bit like we we, um we knew that uh the black ferns were going to play england in um in nelson Nelson. last year um but they never announced it
2: because because then because the nelson ceo leaked it accidentally shush no we don't know how we don't know how we found
0: out Luckily, he's not there anymore.
3: Um, <laughs> let's, get, let's get running out of a big... <laughs> uh, anyway.
0: Um, thank you, boys. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. Um, so yeah. great to catch up with you guys. Don't forget, folks, I'm back at 7am tomorrow morning with the uh, morning sports briefing. What, what are you arms on for, us?
2: Yeah. Well, Edward's saying... You could, you could get Italy to play Waihi. You're the manager there. You can sort that out. You can set that up. <laughs> okay, maybe a midweek game. Midweek game against Waihi. You guys, your boys should take him.
0: Because Waihi will, at that stage, Waihi will have one of the best coaches in the world as an assistant coach. <laughs> Paul. No, not me.
2: Oh, uh, Wayne, yeah, Wayne,
0: Wayne Smith. He's going to be his last <laughs> He's oh, going
3: to be system coach for, um, for Wei when he's finishing he Japan back, I'd he <laughs> 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 um
0: uh, Apparently, the Chiefs might play a midweek game for Italy against Italy. Really? I've, I. Wow. Okay. That would be look.
2: This is this is crazy, right? This that, that sort of stuff should happen. That sort of Absolute. you know should definitely oh, happen.
0: Could be the Chiefs oh, and Fiji should have a warm-up
2: game against one of the Super Rugby teams as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, yep. that, you know, that's interesting. It, something different. Totes. Totes, man. Toots.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Ashwin, thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Uh, Stephen, absolute pleasure. Again, thank you. And uh, everybody, um, have a uh, great... Um, uh, a great week. We're back here at uh, well, back here on Thursday, uh, previewing the Super Rugby uh, weekend games. We're back on Sunday at eight PM uh, with a Super Rugby review. Um, I won't be live after the Chiefs games. I'll be at the Chiefs game, so look out for post-match um, interviews from there. Um, and uh, yeah, lots of stuff here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Don't forget, you can become a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio. Um, whack on the old uh, link there in the uh, the scrolling banner. Um, thank you, everybody. Have a great. Uh, week.